It's the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast Bonus Edition. It's Jim Valley here from the Seattle area, and we head across the Pacific Rim to Tokyo. And legendary reporter and historian Fumi Saito. Hey, Fumi. How are you? Doing great. So we have a bonus episode. Usually we do these each and every weekend. You can go back in the archives and download all of the past episodes. You can check out the latest one, which previews what's coming up on the Tokyo Dome, talks about what's happened with uh, New Japan and All Japan and all kinds of things happening in the Tokyo area. But we're doing an extra episode right now. And why, Fumi? Tell us why are we doing this extra episode? Yeah, because I just got off the phone with Chris Jericho. Wait, what? I just got off the phone. I spoke with Chris Jericho on the phone. So the guy who yeah. yelled at you at the press conference to write this down <laughs> that we all saw. So he told me to write this down again. All right, then. So uh, you just got off the phone. Now, for those who don't know, who are just joining the show, you've known Chris for a long time. Yeah. 25, 26 years. Yeah. You knew him from his last go-round. And you guys, of course, have a lot in common as far as you both love rock music and and things like that. Yeah, and then we're in wrestling. (laughs) Well, I thought that was kind of obvious. Yeah, we used to spend time in Tokyo, you know, when he had to stay here 90 days at a time. And uh, when he was working for Tenru's WAR, and uh, he was one of the young boys and he worked as Lionheart and also Lion Doe. And uh, this is where he pretty much started, you know. Of course, he started in Calgary and there was a sudden impact. He had a little bit of run with Smoky Mountain Wrestling and all that. But uh, really, his wrestling career took off when he spent time here in Japan. It really and ramped up as far the, as the intensity, as far as the uh, the schedule and the quality of opponents and things. Yeah, and then also he really looked at himself and that uh, he really was serious about how his career should take off after Japan. There was a, you know, you meet people and there's a connection and... Uh, you know that how you know Ultimo Dragon will take him to Mexico, and he becomes Colos, you know uh, the Lion Heart and uh, what's it, the uh, Eye of the Tiger in Spanish, that the Colosseum de Leon, and from Japan, and Paul Heyman saw WAR videotapes, and he wanted Chris Jericho in ECW. Then the run with ECW will take him to WCW and a three-year run, and not a very happy one, but uh, the three-year run, he was getting ready to go into WWF in, in August of 1999, and he was, you know, Y2J. Then the uh, rest, uh, rest is the history, you know, the rest of the you know, story. You know, and then uh, he, he was really, really... Um, he sat down and thought about his wrestling career and really orchestrated and uh, one at a time he made it to Rio it's all the things he dreamed about that one by one it became reality very exciting 
Well, that's one you know. of the things you talked about briefly in one of our past episodes yeah. of the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that when you met Jericho years ago, I think you even talked about you were talking about it at the Hard Rock in Tokyo. That yeah, he and then wanted... we did the. Oh, yeah, even if he, he, he's not a drinker or anything, but he likes to go bar hopping just to, you know, just to see the you know, nightclub scene and, you know, how people see, you know. But he I had mean, a dream a, of being a rock star, a lead singer in a rock band, and being a pro wrestler, and he's kind of patterned this whole path of success based on those two goals, and he's reached those two dreams. goals. Yeah. Yeah, well, everybody can dream, you know, a lot of things, but uh, dream can just be dream, but his dream will become reality one by one. And he just always was serious about how, you know, what would be his next step, what he should do to get there. And once he get there, what he should do to get to the next level. And he was really serious about this. Yeah. But he, when I saw him, this 25 years younger, you know, he's 47, so he was like a 22 years old at the time. But he, I, when I saw him, it was like there was superstar written all over him already. Not because just being blonde hair and pretty, you know, like a good-looking guy, but determination in his eyes and how how serious he was, you know. I just can't miss it. Yeah. So, Chris, but that was 25 years ago, yeah. So right now, we are gearing up yeah. toward the January 4th Tokyo Dome, Wrestle Kingdom 12. As everybody yeah. knows, there was a huge surprise Chris Jericho challenges Kenny Omega, and then another huge surprise. Chris Jericho shows up in Fukuoka and attacks Kenny Omega, and then yet yeah. another surprise at the press conference the very in Tokyo. Next, the press conference. So Chris attacked Omega first at Fukuoka, but at the press conference, Kenny Omega attacked him. So. It just snowballed, you know, not just storyline, but the, now it's no DQ match. Funny thing is, though, Kenny and uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho asked for changing the rules to be the no DQ, you know, uh, stipulation separately. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a surprise? Just a good mind, you know, great mind think alike kind of thing happened. This could be would be better if it was no DQ match. There's not going to be collar and elbow tie up, but it's going to be something bigger and better now. I don't know what, but uh, he's already thinking. You know what would be, you know what his match would be like. Right now he's thinking so much. It's really funny. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they both requested no DQ match separately. You know that. Uh, the kind of the same mindset, you know, changed after the Fukuoka Dome thing and uh, uh, press conference, you know, big bra. And uh, um, it's, it's not going to be or it should not be a normal match. It was, you know, initially it was going to be more of a Japanese-style gentleman's challenge, right? Because all these Japanese fans that the reading-oriented Japanese fans know Chris Jericho's history in Japan and Kenny Omega's history in Japan. There are, you know, like a strong, amazing similarity that, 
you know, Kenny Omega start as nobody in Japan. He came over here seven, eight years ago, started out as nobody and worked for DDT, uh, independent company. Then he was discovered by New Japan and got, you know, he got, got uh, exclusive contract signed and one by one he became superstar in Japan. So there's a strong similarity that, that, that how, you know, they, they both had strong tie with Japanese market and into the world. And this is very 2018 that the storyline is fine, but the, this is so 2018 that, 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 that this is happening, all these things, you understand this from America, I understand from Japan, it used to be far away, right? But this, this is year 2018 coming, that this is typical 2018 type of thing that the social media in America, social media in Japan, the same kind of buzz at the same time. You know what I'm saying? The world's becoming smaller place is what I'm saying. Does that make any sense? So all of this has yeah. kind of spun out because they introduced at the press conference New Japan officials yeah. introduced this match, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, Alpha versus yeah. Omega, as yeah. half of the double main event. Main event, yeah. Now, in another press conference, Naito, who is facing Okada for the championship and has been, by all accounts, the MVP of New Japan and the most popular wrestler. Now, he, he is a guy this year, right? Yep, and he's been the yeah. guy for probably two years, year and a half at least. You know, he's yeah, the top so merchandise this seller. This was going to be his show. Exactly. Yeah. The now, I mean, him, Naito not being happy is no storyline. So he went off on it. It's like, why is New Japan kissing up to that, you know, this office is kissing up to that company in America. He did not mention name WWE or anything, but everybody knows what, what he's talking about. Why would this company you know, be kissing up to that company in America? This is Japan and I'm a main event and he's not happy about being double main event. Like, uh, he really felt that it was all downgraded. Yeah, but Chris Jericho uh, really responded, you know, that the worry about having the best match of the show, you know, that the wrestler of the year, fine, but that mentioning, uh, you know, like being complaining and um, felt being cheapened by, you know, cut his, you know, his his title match with Okada being half of main event. It's like half value now. That don't worry about that. Chris felt that that only made Naito look so small. He should be ashamed of himself. Worry about having the best match. Let people decide who is better guy. There's a sense of competition is there. This is wrestling. Of course, it's entertainment. It's work, but that the sense of competition among guys, who's gonna steal the show, or who's gonna outperform one another, or who's gonna have better match and it would be so hard to follow, or somebody's, you know, all these things are pretty real, you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. what Chris Jericho just told you on the phone? Yeah, yes, yeah, like he's, that only made Naito look small. 
worry about yourself, worry about your own match, and worry about having best match. Because he, Chris Jericho himself, is expecting to have the best match. You know, and then let people be the judge. You know. Now I want to go back again, to. You, yeah. Go ahead. I want to go back to something you said though. That this is not storyline. This is not planned out. What Naido no, said no, he, and Jericho yeah. calling you not storyline. No, no, because he, you know, somebody told Jericho what Naito was saying, and he understood. You know, uh, that uh, he didn't know what Naito was going to say at the press conference. You know, and uh, it was not planned. So it's like, a, oh, did he say that? He means that? Huh, interesting kind of thing. Because um, now he feels that, the, that the, okay, well, this is wrestling. You know, this can be natural angle. You know, you never know. You know, he can cut the great promo, you know. Um, he's, in the crest feels that, Maybe he can use this, you know. This can be a natural or organic angle that uh, somewhere down the line you never, you know, never say never in wrestling, because people, including yourself, Jim, uh, are already um, like uh, speculating or talking things. This may not be Chris Jericho's only only appearance with New Japan right now. This is only, you know, uh, for real. Uh, he only signed one match contract with New Japan and Kenny Omega match. You know, you say Alpha against Omega. This is the only match he's thinking. But now that uh, Naito really um, uh, made this kind of comment, hey, this can be natural angle. You, you never know, you know, that, uh, hey, um, this can be something down, you know, down the line. You know, this is wrestling. This is best... Chris, Chris Jericho said, wrestling is best when you cross the line into reality. Because Kenny Omega match was this pretty, you know, the storyline great, but it became something better than storyline because everybody knows each guy's background now. Everybody knows the, this Winnipeg background. Everybody knows his strong tie or Kenny's strong tie with Japanese market. And uh, that, that it was almost like a fate that they crossed paths and the match was going to happen. Yes, it was going to be a gentleman's challenge, but it became more to, this has more reality to it now than uh, he even expected. You know, buzz, you know. Well, if he if was gentleman's challenge, single match, one time only, shaking hand and doing the collar and elbow tie up to a side headlock and have a clean match and all that thing, it may not be as strong. You know what I'm saying? And I asked him, you know, I was showing up at uh, Fukuoka. Why did you use um, Code Breaker? instead of Wall of Jericho, you know what I'm saying? When you do the running, you do your finish moves, right? Naturally. But it was, um, well, of course, attacking a guy from behind, that too. But uh, code breaker, code breaker, code breaker, and belt shot, juice, right? That uh, 
no, naturally, you could almost have Wall of Jericho to finish the run in, don't you think? But he chose to use Codebreaker because he said it was it had to be a very quick, high impact move to get it done. It needed a gunshot, needed a sword to cut off head kind of thing, and he chose um, Codebreaker. And also, Codebreaker has a connotation, right? Connotation. The move Codebreaker. He meant to break the code. Very smart, huh? I think there's no question that Chris Jericho is is top level when it comes to wrestling knowledge and wrestling psychology. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So, Naito, top guy yeah. right now. Obviously, yeah. you talk about, you know, maybe working another match, you know, working this into another match with Chris Jericho, which is smart. But also, let me, yeah. let me ask you this. So, he's a top yeah. guy. He obviously, like anybody, would want to keep his spot and keep his momentum going. You know, certainly sure. you can't deny that he sees the popularity of, of Kenny Omega and the things yeah. that Kenny Omega has done. And let me yeah. say this with, this, with this quote, in theory, and again, this is just asking a question. Mm -hmm. He puts over Jericho. Maybe the office goes, hey... Jericho and Naito that could be a possibility and instead of a one-shot deal where the obvious person to win a one-shot deal is Kenny Omega if Jericho mm -hmm. in theory could be talked into coming back that means Jericho has to beat Omega so that gets rid of potentially another top guy Omega out of Naito's scene that sets up Naito and Jericho Naito then would get the win over Jericho and he's effectively killed two birds with one stone, Naito has. Talking about, you know, real potential politics here. And real actual jockeying for position and uh, within the company. Yeah, but the whole purpose is to have business. Right, that is business. That, that is business. You know, yeah, so uh, Naito against Kenny Omega, you know, must happen too. Right. You know? But it's yeah. a way to leverage yourself and put yourself above Omega in the long run, isn't it? Hmm. That's really hard. I can't say yes or no. Because um, leave Chris out of this regular guy position. See, Naito, yes, regular position. Kenny Omega, yes, New Japan wrestler. And you still have Okada. You know what I'm saying? Every time, okay, if that, every time Jericho come back to Japan, it still is one shot deal at a time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, probably, you know, Kenny Omega against Naito will happen before Ke the uh, Chris Jericho thing. But I'm... that's way too far away because we have to, we still have to witness this Chris Jericho against Kenny Omega, Alpha against uh, Omega, a one-time only thing, the no no DQ match, and the, so hard to even guess who's gonna win now, you know. Well, so Jericho, or uh, I should say, the Wrestling Observer is also reporting that Jericho will be at uh, New Year's Dash. 
New Year's Dash. The the what show right after the the TV taping right the taping right after um right after the Tokyo Dome. He'll be there. He will be here until January fifth, is what it is. So are you saying that you don't think he's going to be at the follow up to, to the to the Tokyo Dome? Not to work. You think he'll do an interview or do anything? Maybe probably interview, yes, yes. But it will be hard to have him have another match. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he talked about this is not, see, he won't do this as nostalgia. See, he feels that he's the last guy from that his generation. You know, Stone Cold, the Rock, the Triple H, all these people are semi-retired or out of the picture or be in Hollywood, you know. Yeah, he can do the Fozzie's thing, but uh, he wouldn't be in the ring unless he worked as a top. Makes it different, you know. Every time Dwayne Johnson Rock comes back and work WrestleMania or something like that, he will be a nostalgia act. If Stone Cold ever comes back and have another match, big nostalgia. Triple H never retired, but he only worked matches two a year. But still nostalgia. When he comes back, look who he works with. See, Jericho comes back for three months to six months at a time. Um, he works people, you know, works with people like a Bray Wyatt. He works program with people like Kevin Owens. It's all relevant guys. You know what I'm saying? That he will never be nostalgia guy. Um, he's he's excited about this Alpha Club, and he also made a new uh, nickname for himself. It's Mister Main Event is his new nickname now. That mean what it means is he is the only wrestler in the whole world that who main evented WrestleMania and who main evented Wrestle Kingdom two biggest wrestling company in the world and two biggest show of the year. He had, yes, uh, headlined WrestleMania, yes. Now he's headlining Wrestle Kingdom. He's proud of that, that, that he's the only wrestler uh, who main evented both companies, both main event, um, the biggest show of the year. Does that make sense? So did Chris Jericho say anything else in your phone conversation with him? Um, he's, uh, this is David boy formula. He's saying, giving fans that, uh, not nostalgia act, but, uh, something new every time he make, you know, he comes back. Um, if see, he understand the uh, similarity between WWE universe and new Japan world, see WWE universe. Yeah. You still have some hardcore in there. But most of the rest, uh, WWE Universe is newer fans, wrestling fans that are following wrestling three to five years. Then don't necessarily go back to your 90s old footage and watch it or anything. The New Japan world is what I call that the today's New Japan fans are pretty similar, that they've been following wrestling only three to five years. Strong fans, you know, strong fan base though. But not like 90s Japanese wrestling fan who were reading oriented and, and wanted to know everything, wanted to read everything, wanted to know everything. It's today's fans is is more not I wouldn't say casual, 
but on they only have been wrestling, you know, following wrestling three to five years. And they had to go back and study who Chris Jericho was. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, that in Chris's um, own word, he was saying, like, let's look at Guns N' Roses. See, Guns N' Roses were huge between 1987 to 1993. Say, when Chris was 17 years old to 23 years old. Then Guns N' Roses are gone. Then now they make a huge comeback 25 years later that now this 17-year-old fan has to go back and study their old stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now that the 17-year-old new Guns N' Roses fans are all back to their old albums and they're now studying. So they, today's New Japan fans, New Japan world, have to study Chris Jericho's old tapes too. I mean, if they're serious about it, you know? So same, same effect. New fans. It's good to have fan base, you know? He's not doing this for older fans. He will want to appeal to today's fans. You know what I'm saying? You know, I like the comparison to David Bowie because David Bowie did reinvent himself. Reinvent himself, yeah. Many times. From the 60s to the 70s. He did sort of like an 80s. Before he did uh, Modern Love and all of that, he was sort of a glam, new age, new new wave rocker. Um, More of a weirdo type, yeah. (laughs) That's yeah. one way to say it. Yes, yeah. uh, but no. I think I think that's a that's a great comparison to, to David Bowie. When yeah. you said that, I was David like, idea. I understand exactly uh, what he's saying. Exactly. That makes perfect yeah. sense. So now he has all the clo- new new march merchandise, Alpha Club merchandising, and Mister Main Event T-shirt uh, coming up with all these new line of his things. Um, using this new program and now he's reinventing again and did you notice he's growing his hair back again yeah i think a lot of people did yeah and he's gonna come out with new costume at the tokyo dome too and probably i mean obviously um new japan can't use wwe intellectual property so it won't be the you know it won't be y2j it won't be the countdown no no there's not going to be any y2j. he 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 doesn't he's not going to use y2j right but uh, the trunks and uh, leggings and the short costume with muff you know that uh, your scarf and all those things they're not necessarily wwe intellectual property Right, but what I'm saying is that we will probably see a completely new entrance along with the look uh, at Wrestle Kingdom 12 for a lot of different reasons. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the part of him uh, reinventing himself this time. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. Uh, Yeah, because this is not a nostalgia act. And he loves the surprise you know, a lot of surprise. You know, he made an example like uh, I forgot, oh, forgot, forgot all about it. But uh, 2013, there was a Royal Rumble um, at the Phoenix. 2013, so it's four years ago. Royal Rumble. Uh, the first entrance, Dolph Ziggler. Second entrance was Chris Jericho out of nowhere. He was not seen. The information was not leaked. He was Phoenix, Arizona. He was hiding in the bus, and none of the guys from locker room even knew about it. So 
he makes sure that the that the, this legitimate shocking factor should be there. So he's he has something up in his sleeve. So he didn't tell me much. Yeah. We'll we'll get into the conversation, but let's talk about we've yeah. talked about the entrance. We've talked about the yeah. no disqualification stipulation. Stipulation. Um, you know, obviously, and Big it, Japan. It was, Big Japan yeah. has a lot of stipulations. Big Japan does a lot of, you know, the death matches and and what have you. But as far as you know, your more traditional, more mainstream wrestling program uh, companies, particularly New Japan, doesn't do a ton of stipulation matches. What yeah. just what what do you think they could do? What you know when 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 you when they say. Um, no disqualification. Uh, and obviously the fans for New Japan, as you've mentioned before on the podcast, you can go back and listen in the archives to uh, yeah. the past episodes if you're just listening for the first time. New Japan fans are like WWE fans in the sense that they, just follow, they just follow New Japan. So what type mm-hmm. of things do you think they'll have to do to educate the fans or what type of things do you think they'll have to do so they're able to effectively communicate everything to a New At Japan fan? At the same fan? time, it... It should not be something that can also be done in WWE ring. And something you won't see at WWE ring is, I guess, blood. You know, juice. See, well, yeah, I've no seen DQ- it. I mean, we, we, they have, we, we've seen blood now in this feud, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so, because no DQ, so you get down dirty, right? Because you will not get the cute. There's going to be some spectacular moves, but it's not like technical matches. They don't expect that. Fans don't expect that. Chris Jericho himself don't expect that. It's, it will should be something really wild, right? But no DQ, meaning that the, you do uh, things you normally get DQ'd. But this match is no no DQ match, so they'll go over that you know the limit of things you do. I don't know chair shot. I don't know you always break tables. I don't know, but the no DQ we gotta look into that. They will be doing things that you will normally get DQ'd, but not this match. What would that be? So what else? I expect some blood. What else did Jericho tell you? Anything else? Um, well, we should uh, go back to this. His, you know, his new nickname because he want to establish that as Mister Main Event, not like Y2J was his moniker. You know, like a, his you know real nickname, Mister Main Event. He want, wanted to you know get printed. You know, he'll use that as T-shirt. All the merchandise, you know, would be Mr. Main Event. And also Alpha, he'll be using the name Alpha too. Alpha Chris Jericho. Because of Omega, you know, that uh, this is Alpha against Omega, you know. So that should stick. And he's serious about main eventing, you know, t- you know two of the biggest company in the world's Two of the biggest shows, and he will be the only person in the whole world, probably in wrestling history, that he main evented WrestleMania, he main evented Wrestle Kingdom, both New Japan and WWE. Some something that nobody else could do. 
very, I don't know, that makes him pretty special. No, I think he'll be the first person. Um, yeah, first person, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking in my head right now, I guess in theory, depending on what happens at the Royal Rumble and things, I yeah. guess, um, I guess um, it could happen with Nakamura challenging AJ Styles maybe for the title. If that does happen at WrestleMania, it would be a main event. It won't finish the show or be second from the top. It would be, you know, one yeah. of the main events and... I guess count, but it certainly wouldn't be as spectacular as this where Chris Jericho has been the last match on a WrestleMania and certainly one of the most anticipated matches on a WrestleMania and certainly one of the most anticipated matches in Wrestle Kingdom. I guess it would count with yeah. with Nakamura, I guess, but we'll see. You know, yeah. You well, know, Nakamura himself is a very special person. Yeah. So let's not take anything away from Nakamura. No, you know? it, and it has a lot to do with with how Vince McMahon sees him and how Vince McMahon uses him. And he certainly has a lot less personal freedom than he had in New Japan and then what Chris Jericho has right now as well. There's there's a lot of differences. Mm -hmm. But right now, that's the the theme, that uh, he feels that he will be the only person ever to do this or be able to do or conduct himself to do so, you know? Well, certainly, I mean, you can't take away from the accomplishment. I mean, this feels like he has a lot of momentum and a lot of energy. And I think not taking away anything that Jericho is doing, if, and again, this is a big if that happens to Nakamura in 18, right, it wouldn't right. feel, it, it would still be special, but it doesn't feel quite as momentous as this with Chris Jericho because it feels like Chris Jericho has gone out on his own in uncharted territory, uncharted water. Uncharted territory, yeah. Yeah, whereas Nakamura, just because you're in the WWE environment, it feels more planned and more structured. Very structured, yeah. Yeah. But it may not even happen. Plus, this is very 2018 the reason is that the buzz happens simultaneously in two parts of the world. You know, it, now because of that, the, you know, that the video streaming, you know, and uh, see, this, remember this used to be VHS tapes. You have to wait to get from Japan to see Japanese matches, VHS and internet and the YouTube, you know, and all those things happened. And then and, and, uh, you could watch you know, Japanese wrestling matches a lot quicker now, but now this is 2018 and you can be in America and watch this match live on streaming service. So things are a lot quicker and happen simultaneously. Buzz in America, buzz in in Japan, it it really happens simultaneously. That's the uncharted territory I'm talking about. Very 2018, because what's taking place in Tokyo, you have a reaction in America seconds later. You know what I'm saying? So did Chris Jericho say anything else to you? Is there anything else we need to get out for Mr. Main Event? Mr. Main Event and also Alpha Club merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Like he started selling, you know, like... You know, just like, you know, your Metallica T-shirt and Star Wars T-shirt and all those things, you know, that the Alpha Club merchandise will be the, the real, you know. He's going to start producing and sell, start selling Alpha Club this and Alpha Club that. 
yeah, yeah. That's that, that's Alpha Club thing and the Mister Main Event thing, and uh, yeah, I guess your David Boy, um, you know, um, thing Guns and Roses. I took notes, you know, because he was talking like a machine gun, and I was like, I didn't tape it, so I said, I'm a journalist, so I'm not. Let me wait. wait I'm not taking. No, I'm not taking notes. You know, just, just talking about his. Um, diversity and longevity and has to be in top level and this is a rare pretty rare thing that he's not nostalgia and uh, he was with WWE up until this past May and uh, disappeared and then and, and, uh, doing a Fozzy thing and uh, when he felt like he had a program he got on it and uh, made this happen and uh, he's really proud of it yeah. So let's and maybe talk Nigel about thing to be. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So you have right now January yeah. 4th Tokyo yeah. Dome. You have two main events with incredible buzz right now and by all accounts you have a very motivated Chris Jericho. Kenny Omega obviously very motivated and judging by his comments Naito is also motivated, and, and though I don't know that he's commented specifically on this situation, you know, Okada has put in an incredible performance, you know, the past several years as a top level, arguably the, the best wrestler in the world. So let's say you have these four men who are incredibly motivated. Yeah. Um, how does New Japan structure these things? Are they going to put these two major matches back to back? Are they going to put a buffer WWE style? What do you think we can expect with what promises to be two incredible matches on January 4th? Oh, I'm not sure about back to back. Yeah, probably back to back. It'll be a long afternoon, you know, and see what happens. I don't know the line, the, the, the whole lineup and how they're going to, you know, structure the whole, um, not the structure but the, the the lineup how they're gonna lay out all these matches but i would say it's the main event guys chris jericho and kenny omega so they they will come out last right see what happens really what I about can't say what about the matches i mean they're both going to be to be motivated both matches both both uh, sets of participants are going to be to be motivated. Are we going to see a, a seven-star match, according to Dave Meltzer? I don't know about seven-star matches, you know, because uh, that's uh, Dave's criteria, you know. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's not seven-star match because it's an observer and say seven-star match. A lot of people take it, you know, uh, if Mel, you know, Dave Meltzer say it's seven star match, yeah, it's a seven star match. But let 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 people decide, you know, because it's out there, you know, that people should have more freedom to, you know, just you know decide which match you like better. Let people decide. So you have known Chris Jericho for twenty some yeah. years, as we established. As you yeah. heard him on this conversation on the phone that you just had, that he just called you exclusively, what yeah. was your reaction from knowing him all these years? Did he sound different? Did he sound more motivated? What More motivated. More, more motivated than ever. He's excited, you know? Yeah. Because this is different from what he would do with WWE. He had a lot more freedom in creativity 
with Japanese people, you know? He had more input into the whole, this whole production of it, I think. And uh, yeah, he's gonna be doing something that nobody has seen something. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, I can't say it when I can't speak for him now that, the, that he is trying to have a match that is very different and things people have never seen. And probably wild side of, see, the, on this match, Chris Jericho is clearly a heel, don't you think? Yeah, if so, there is a heel, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So he, then there's, the, the big hint is no DQ. So he'll be doing things he will normally get DQ'd, you know, but he won't in this match. And uh, he wants to think this is one-shot deal. You know, then cut off all the potential. You know, there's a potential angle out there after Naito's comment and all that things, you know, like, but we, we cannot think about Naito against Chris Jericho or Chris Jericho against, say, Okada or things like that at this point. He is all focused on this one match and one match only right now. So no disqualification oftentimes in WWE can sometime mean a cheap finish. Sometimes. It can sometimes mean there's going to be outside interference and it's not really the satisfying victory that you uh. may have wanted. Now, given that the Japanese audience, particularly New Japan, relies on clean finishes, a decisive winner, particularly uh -huh. at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. What do you think? Send people home happy. Exactly. What is there going to be some sort of, you think, uh, finish that's a no disqualification, someone cheats, and it's how do you provide the uh, the satisfying finish in a no disqualification environment? Last man standing. Yeah, last man standing. He'll fight until he can't fight anymore. It may not be one, two, three, you know, it could be knockout, you know, like, a, or more like a Texas death match, like the one guy's completely out, laying, you know, lying. I cannot think, but the, this is going to be um, a match with very unique finish, I believe. I cannot think right now. I think yeah. it's a valid point. Now, I think I think you may be onto something with the last man standing, but we'll wait and see. Obviously, yeah. Chris Jericho is very motivated. Kenny Omega is very motivated, and they're both wrestling geniuses. So I have no doubt that they'll come up with something that'll be that'll be worthy yeah, of the build-up uh, and be worthy of wrestling. Rose to different level, yes. Reactions and uh, really to another level, kind of thing. Yeah, because a lot of things that's different things at, at stakes. It will not be gentleman's challenge anymore. Um, it, it was like the heat is incredible right now, and uh, yeah, it has to be something very special.
I have a couple of more questions, but I do want to mention that if you're listening for the first time, be sure to go back and listen in the archives as we cover the buildup. We cover the press conference in particular in the last episode of the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. So go back and check the archives. Also, follow Fumi on Twitter at F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O or D-A-Y-O, <laughs> Fumi Hikodayo. You can, you. Lo- you can find him there at uh, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, and I'm at Jim Valley. Uh, be sure to share and uh, like and comment on the podcast. But as far as Wrestle Kingdom goes, have you heard anything about tickets? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the main floor of the uh, of to- Tokyo Dome was completely sold out. The only upper decks available now. I mean, stand like it's a stadium show, you know. No, no field. I mean, you know, baseball field. That part is completely sold out. No tickets available, and only uh, stands tickets are available right now. Well, we can still watch it. And when you go to Tokyo Dome, people don't really watch the ring. You will be watching that the big screen out, you know, where up there, you know, and but to attend. To be at the building is like important. Just like you will be saying years from now, I was there, I was there, I was there. And that also, kind of if you go, there's a, there's a whole entertainment district surrounding the Tokyo Dome. Sidobashi area. Lakawa. Yeah, you got to go to wrestling stores. Yes. Uh, and yeah, more than one. You got to ride and Thunder can... Dolphin, the roller coaster. Yeah, that too, that too, yeah. It's but super fun. Wrestling shops, wrestling yeah. shops, you know, where you can go to, go buy all the, you know, old magazines or all the wrestling T-shirts. And there's one place only does wrestling masks, you know, or or there's a place you can actually order your own mask <laughs> of all things. And uh, you can stop at the great Kabuki's rest bar. Uh, at night, you know, you take a train, you know, five stops. Um, you can go to Kira Khan's restaurant at night. And you can go to Ribera Steakhouse, famous Ribera Steakhouse. Or there are more wrestling uh, on the 30th, December 31st, New Year's Day. There's a countdown at the one wrestling show at Korakuen that the, you, you have a ma- have a show until morning. <laughs> it's crazy thing going. So our next episode, yeah. we will go into detail. If you are going to Tokyo Dome, where you should go and New what Ye- you should on do on New Year's vacation. Yeah, yeah, this, what this you should place. do. It's like a more like, like if you're a serious wrestling fan and hardcore wrestling fans, like this is like a wrestling heaven, right? So we'll do that. We'll also talk about Chris Jericho's only appearance at the Tokyo Dome in nineteen. 19- mm-hmm. Was it ninety six? When was the last when he was super uh, liger? Yeah. Ninety five, yeah, ninety six. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that next time. Is there anything else we should cover, Fumi, that we haven't discussed as far <sighs> as your exclusive phone I'll do call? More with Chris homework Jericho? in the meantime, yes. Yeah, okay. About this show. Yeah. So go back and listen in the archives. Be sure to share this show and uh, get the word out about Mr. Main Event. And Alpha Chris Jericho as we gear up yeah, for and Wrestle and Kingdom all 12. Yeah, line of merchandise coming out real soon. Alpha Club t-shirt, Alpha Club baseball cap, Mr. Main Event line of clothing. Not the clothing, but the all kinds in the march. And uh, it'll be very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So go back and listen. Be sure to share the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. 
and uh, go back in the archives, give it all a listen, and also we will see you probably in just a couple of days. Usually we do this around the weekend, so with Christmas coming up, uh-huh. maybe we'll try to get one more out before the weekend gets done. But uh, either way, we'll get one out and talk about uh, what you should do for uh, the Tokyo Dome when that comes up, if you're one of those lucky people going to Japan. <laughs> okay. Very good. All right. Until next time. So long from Tokyo. Thank you. <laughs>